Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Off rip, I'm just going to give a fair warning to other Heat fans. You might not like this video because I made a proposed trade. I already put it on Twitter earlier today and almost everybody hated it, including one guy who said it's the worst trade he's ever seen. But everyone on Twitter has agendas. I think this trade isn't too bad and it's realistic and we'll get into it a little bit later. But let's start with today where we got like the report from Chris Haynes basically saying that like the Raptors were on the verge of parting ways with, uh, with Pascal Siakam. Something weird like that. It was actually NBA Central that found wherever Chris Haynes said it. I don't know. I didn't look into it too much because I think this is actually one of the more inevitable trades. You know, with a lot of the other trade videos I made, like DeJounte Murray or Bohan Bogdanovich, we don't know where those teams are going to go. We don't really know their direction. But the Raptors, because they just traded OG Ananobi, what, a couple weeks ago? I think it's more obvious that they are looking to rebuild, especially when you take into account that the, guy, the players they got were young. They weren't like current win-now stars. They got uh, obviously RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, who are guys with a lot of potential. Now, they didn't get any draft picks, so maybe that's something they value in like their next move, which is probably, you know, offloading Pascal Siakam, maybe Yaka Pertl and those guys. But uh, that, that's why I think it's clear the Raptors are trying to sort of rebuild. And Pascal Siakam is not that old, but he is turning 30 in April in a, in a couple months. So it's not like he exactly fits the timeline perfectly with a lot of their younger guys like Scotty Barnes. And I don't even know if Grady Dick's a part of their future at this point. Uh, but anyways, the Raptors sort of look like last year they were trying to buy in and maybe go with, you know, one more run with that team with Fred Van Fleet and stuff. They even traded a first round pick as Santi is calling. Let me shout out Santi Goated Gaming. Just because the boy interrupted me, I'll shout out his channel. He does Battlefield videos if y'all interested. Anyways, it looked like the Raps may be trying to go one more year, you know, to try to be competitive last season because we thought they'd be buyers. But at the deadline, they actually traded a first round pick to get Jakob Pertl, who's a very solid player. So that was a sign that, okay, they want to be competitive. However, going into this year, the Raptors are currently 15 and 23 at the time of this recording. That's good enough for 12th in the East. Now, that is only one game back of 10th, but still clearly this isn't exactly where the Raptors were hoping to be at this point in the season. I think that's why they traded OG Ananobi and other moves will follow. So all of that just to say, I do think a Pascal Siakam trade is coming sooner rather than later. Now, I said earlier that maybe I value Pascal Siakam more than a lot of other people. But what I am pretty confident in saying is that there is a lot of other teams that would love the services of Pascal Siakam. You might have a team like the Warriors who their season is going down, you know, downhill. They want to do anything they can to try to save the season because you don't want to waste another year of Steph Curry's prime. I got a team like the New York Knicks who has a ton of draft picks, always ready to buy in. There's some fit questions there, obviously, uh, but you might have a team like the 76ers who are trying to help build around Embiid. I think uh, his fit with, with uh, Pascal Siakam could be decent there. Uh, there was even, uh, I wrote the 76ers twice on my notes here. Uh, there was even the, uh, the Sacramento Kings, I was going to say, though, who was interested in Siakam. They made a similar move to try to win now, obviously, when they traded the young Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis, so maybe they're trying to do another move like that, or maybe they trade Keegan Murray or, or something. That, that'd be kind of crazy. Keegan Murray's an absolute hooper, but maybe one of the other young guys they have, they'd want Pascal, but because Pascal Siakam is an impending free agent, he's on expiring contract, he kind of already said that he would not re-sign if he was traded to the Kings, so that's why the Kings kind of kind of backed off there. Uh, but I do want to look into Siakam's contract a little bit. Uh, as I said earlier, he's an expiring deal. 
Now, if you're a bad player or, you know, on an expiring deal, I was going to say Kyle Lowry. He's not bad, but he's obviously not a star at this point. So if you're someone who's not a star at this point on an expiring deal, your value typically, your contract typically has a lot of value because teams want expiring deals so they can get off their own bad contracts, their own bad long-term contracts. But when you're a star player like Pascal Siakam still is on an expiring deal, sometimes you got a little bit of less value because it scares teams off from trading for that player. Maybe the Kings would still trade for Siakam if he had two years left on his deal, but because he's expiring, they obviously don't want to take the risk that he would walk. So maybe there's not as many suitors to get Pascal because he has a large expiring $37 million expiring deal, but I still think he's good enough and I still think there's enough suitors that would want him. Now, this season, Siakam's not having his best year. Obviously, he was an all-star starter a couple years ago. Hasn't really matched that level of play yet. But he's still having a very nice year, having 22 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 53% from the field, and a not-so-great 30% from 3, which is slightly below his career average. Now, as far as his fits on the Heat, the main reason people, Heat fans, are not as high on Pascal Siakam as I am is obviously because of the spacing issues. We will mention this in every video where we talk about the Heat acquiring a guy. You got Jimmy, you got Bam, two guys that aren't great three-point shooters. Ideally, when you pair them with a third star, you want someone who, who is a great shooter. That's not Pascal Siakam. I get it. And I don't want to say spacing is overrated, but it is a little bit overrated when you look at it from the fact People are thinking that defenders are literally going to back 20 feet off of Siakam and clog the paint entirely. That's not the case. A lot of times as far as spacing, what, what gives spacing is when a guy's willing to shoot threes. And Pascal Siakam is a willing three-point shooter. I think he's at just over four attempts a game. So he's still someone that, that keeps the defense honest. It's not like if you were to get Rudy Gobert or even a Yaka Pirtle out there, those are guys that the defense would sag off 20 feet. And now you have a spacing issue in the paint that's going to make it hard for guys like Jimmy and Bam to kind of attack the basket. That's not the case with Siakam. Now, defenses may force Siakam to shoot, so if it gets to the point where Siakam's got to take, you know, six to seven threes a game instead of four, and if he's still shooting 30%, that may be a bit of a problem, but I do think his willingness to shoot, Jimmy's willingness to shoot, and Bam continually extending his range kind of mitigates those spacing issues. The reason I do love Siakam on this team is because I think he is the perfect player in Eric Spolster's system. We know Spolster loves to play zone. We know he loves to switch everything on defense, and that's exactly what Pascal Siakam can do. And on top of that, he is a phenomenal passer for his position. So while you may be losing some spacing, not starting like a... I don't know, a Hayward Highsmith or Caleb Martin at the four, because he is so ver because Siakam is so versatile at moving the ball, I think a lot of other you know offensive opportunities will open up, whether it's guys cutting back door, Siakam swinging to a Duncan Robinson in the corner, just because his vision is that good, in my opinion. Uh, now, moving on to the, the trade packages, I should say plurals, because I posted one initially and people really hated it. And looking back, it is kind of bad. It's this one uh, right here where the, where the Heat essentially give up Lowry, Hero, Jovic, and two first for the expirings of Siakam, Thaddeus Young, and Otto Porter. I think that is quite a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so I listened to the advice of the people on Twitter, and I made a new trade. Uh, and this is the one that I came up here. It's the Heat receiving Pascal Siakam and in return sending Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Thomas Bryant, and two first-round picks. Now... I'm not sure what Pascal Siakam's market is. Because of the reasons I mentioned earlier, the big contract, the expiring deal, 
I don't know exactly what his value amongst the league is. Quite frankly, this could be way too much for the Heat to give up, like everyone's saying on Twitter, or it could not be enough. You could have a team like the Warriors that wants to give up more, or the Knicks that have seven first round picks, maybe trade three or four of them. It's hard to say. The reason I like this trade though is because you're losing Tyler Hero, which does hurt because he's obviously a great scorer. He's been inefficient of late, but I think he's better than what he's been of late. And you're losing, but you're losing Thomas Bryant, who obviously doesn't play, and Caleb Martin, who I love, but you really can't afford to pay him after this season, anyways. So if you're telling me that you're kind of swapping out Caleb Martin and Tyler two rotation guys and getting in Siakam, I love that fit on the Heat. Plus, that opens more playing time for Nikola Jovic or Jaime Jaquez, who are obviously guys that the Heat fans love a lot. Now, I've had some other people on Twitter say, you know, other renditions of this. Maybe instead of Tyler Hero, you throw Nikola Jovic and Kyle Lowry. I'm not opposed to that either. It's just, if you were to trade Kyle Lowry, you literally have zero point guards on the roster. Because I don't really think Tyler Hero can or should play the point guard now. They could always do some sort of other trade to sign someone or get someone. Uh, I've seen tons of trades for Terry Rozier, Spencer Dinwiddie, even though he's not really a true point guard, uh, Tyus Jones and those guys. So there could be other moves. But just initially, I think I prefer this trade, uh, trading Tyler and Caleb, uh, or trading Tyler instead of trading the depth of Lowry and Nikola Jovic. Uh, and as far as the Raptors side, I mean, they get Tyler Hero, who I think would be a very nice fit on the team. They drafted Grady Dick, who, like I said earlier, isn't working out great. So if you're able to pair a nice, young, and upcoming star in Tyler Hero with a guy like Scotty Barnes, who has a very different game, I think that pairing works very well. If the Raptors want to stay competitive now, they've got Caleb Martin, and if they want to They'll have the money to pay him if they want to. Well, now they'd have his bird rights and they'd be able to pay him, which I don't think matters because I don't think they're anywhere close to over the cap anyways, uh, if I'm correct. But still, Caleb Martin's not that old either. He's probably like, what, 26, 27. So they could use him going forward uh, as a nice piece because he's a good player. Thomas Bryant's obviously to make the salary work and then just the, the two first round picks. So if the Heat were to do this trade, that clearly knocks them out of like any spite of Mitchell talks, which is a lot of other pushback I got on Twitter. But I mean, we've been in the same circle for a while, right? Of holding assets, trying to get the guy, and it doesn't work. We held out for KD, didn't get him. Held out for Beal, didn't get him or didn't try to get him. Held out for Dame, didn't get him, didn't try to get him. We held out for Giannis and James Harden too, even before those guys, didn't get him. And it gets to the point where if you keep waiting to get these stars, then, you know, at some point you're just wasting Jimmy Butler's window. And I think if you made a trade like this, I think you can put out a competitive roster that's good enough to win a championship this season. So would I do this trade? Yes, I think I would. Do I love it? Not by any means, because there is other deals out there that I do love, but I think it uh, it still helps improve the heat uh, uh, nonetheless. So that's basically all I got for this video. So let me know down below what you think of this trade. Uh, if you think it's the worst trade you've ever seen in your entire life, feel free to let me know and we can discuss in the comments down below. Make sure to like the video and subscribe because it does help me out a lot. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Pull up in your city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off. Yeah, I need a headspace. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.